Skynet News special, The State of the Galaxy. With so much having happened in the galaxy over the past year, it's worth pausing to look back on what's happened and at what may happen in the future. By our reckoning, the militant republican movement in the Empire, the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army, has been responsible so far for 15 starport bombings. The first three Imperial stations on September the 10th, 3306, Kepler Orbital, the nine Martyr stations and two Marlinist starports. They've also carried out a number of killings, including Prince Harold Duval, one of the leading members of the affiliated counter-terrorism unit, Neve Zetonia, and were responsible for both a war in the Madrid system and a civil war in the Marlinist colonies, and indirectly for a federal incursion into Hadrian Duval's Parisa system after they, apparently wrongly, accused him of organising the NMLA. In unrelated news, Hadrian is expecting an heir, which may upset the imperial succession. The loose end in the story of the NMLA is master bomb maker Theta-7, who engineered a daring escape from the Imperial Interrogation Facility, Serene Harbour, a facility that the Empire firmly denies exists, and who remains on the loose. Until he's apprehended or killed, there is a very high likelihood of more starport bombings and a further disruption to the Empire and to the peaceful Marlinist colonies. The Federation wasn't affected by Republicans. Instead, it's run by them, specifically President Zachary Hudson. Hudson has been challenged in several ways over the year. Corporatist businessman Jupiter Rochester of Core Dynamics attempted a corporatist takeover of the Federation and had to be defeated in battle twice before he could be arrested. Conveniently, his arrest coincided with the Starship One trial, in which it was discovered that Rochester had bribed a number of individuals in the Federal Navy, including Hudson's close friend Fleet Admiral Vincent, to assassinate then-President Jasmina Halsey in 3301. Rochester, who may know important facts about whether President Hudson had any involvement in the plot to remove his predecessor from power, was conveniently sentenced to life imprisonment in solitary confinement without a proper trial, so any evidence he might have will never be heard. Following the Nine Martyrs bombings, Hudson and his Vice President, Jerome Archer, introduced a law permitting the interception of all communications within the Federation. Massively unpopular, the law led to a number of factions leaving the Federation, taking their star systems with them. Until Hudson does a U-turn on this divisive law, the Federation is likely to continue losing systems. Alliance Prime Minister Edmund Mahan was also affected by Jupiter Rochester, rescuing ship manufacturer Lacon from Rochester's predatory takeover bid. The Alliance elections resulted in a record second term for the Prime Minister. No Prime Minister had ever previously won a second term, allowing Mahan to continue his expansionist policies, pushing the Alliance into space previously held by the Thargoids. Mahan's attempts to create an alliance against the Thargoids at the Galactic Summit in March this year failed when the Nine Martyrs bombings resulted in the summit ending early. Consequently, anti-Thargoid research agency Aegis remained underfunded. When it lost a megaship full of valuable Guardian technology, the work of Aegis was suspended. 
leading to the resignation of a number of senior figures, something that created an opening for someone else to take over the fight against the Thargoids. A figure known only as Salvation has been guiding, some might say manipulating, commanders to research the 200-year-old history of Azimuth Biochemicals, an organisation that had very early access to both Guardian and Thargoid technology, and which developed a prototype weapon using Guardian power. Salvation, who has an uncanny ability to predict where Thargoids will strike next, claims to have used this weapon to clear the Kornsar system off Thargoids, and there is certainly an impressive number of crashed Thargoid interceptors in the system. But can we trust Salvation if we have no idea who or what he is? And will his intervention lead to the long-absent Thargoid hive ships finally making an appearance? Azimuth Biochemicals found the sites in the Colsac Nebula that the Alliance is now exploiting. They were also involved in efforts to hide the coming Thargoid invasion from humanity in 3303, apparently because they'd been attempting to develop hybrid Thargoid human ships, intending first to wipe out the Thargoids and then to control humanity. Their plot failed, partly because Thargoid technology proved too hard to master, and partly because the Thargoid invasion arrived far faster and was far more intense than the Azimuth researchers had anticipated. Logs recovered from their research facilities refer to the Witch, who may have been their leader. The identity of the Witch, who is almost certainly a powerful figure in business and politics, remains a mystery. Two Dredger clans have been found. The Scrivener's clan was found looting one of the Azimuth Biochemicals megaships, the Hesperus, but suddenly vanished. It may have found something of immense value on the Hesperus, or it may have got wind of something even more valuable. Its whereabouts are unknown, although it's believed to be within 500 light-years off the wrecked Hesperus. The other Dredger clan, the Blue Viper Club, brought onion head gamma strain to the Kumo Council, a drug now used both medicinally and recreationally. The drug also brought the Kumo Council into conflict with pharmaceutical giant Neomedical Industries. The serious corporation under its ruthless leader, Li Yongri, is rumoured to be assisting the Kumo Council in distributing the onion head. The Sirius Corporation has also had a hand in several big expansions. It was Sirius who established the Marlinist colonies after the Imperial crackdown on the NMLA caused Marlinists to flee. When Prime Minister Mahan failed to achieve his stretch goal for building new starports, the Sirius Corporation stepped in to assist. And when an unexpected guest at the Sirius-hosted Galactic Summit, Kumo Council pirate Archon Delane declared his interest in expanding and becoming a galactic-wide power. It was Sirius who stepped in with the knowledge and funding to establish additional Kumo Council starports. Sirius had no hand in the Thargoid-worshipping Fargod cult, though. Public subscription helped this nutty but harmless sect to build three megaships. One megaship is travelling round human-occupied systems, encouraging systems to sign up to a life of hopeless fatalism. The second megaship will take more pessimistic members of the cult to meet their inevitable fate at the hands of Thargoids. And the third megaship will take hopelessly optimistic Fargod cultists to meet with the Fargod and to be turned into angels. As the Thargod conception of angels is to be a human-Thargoid hybrid, perhaps they should have a word with the scientists at Azimuth. 
but you can bet the Thargoids won't be pleased to see them. Meanwhile, another witch, Senator Zemina Torval, has split with Mistopolis Mining, the corporation her imperial slaves lived and died for, and has set up what she calls Torval Mistopolis Mining. The significance of this move is yet to become clear. Everything in the galaxy, all the stories and all the players, are intertwined. There are many threads that do not yet have a neat ending. Perhaps they never will. But the galaxy remains dynamic, evolving and exciting to live and die in. <laughs>